0: Welcome to Not Meddling, Just Mothering. Today, we are talking about how to listen to other parents of adult children, encourage them, and finding day-to-day strength. So we hope you enjoy it. Take a listen. Hello, Missy. Hey, Asha. Good
1: afternoon.
0: Yes. How are you today?
1: Doing good. I just heard you telling me before we started that your family some of your family had been in Palm Springs and it was 77 degrees. I look at my phone. It is 79 in Florida. So,
0: <laughs> 70, oh, just hush. I didn't get to go. And it's 35 degrees in Colorado where I'm at. So quit rubbing it in.
1: Okay, sorry. You could always visit. You could always visit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of these days. Well, I'm so glad we are here today, and we have some news to share that is kind of exciting for us. We are going to have our first author interview at the end of February, Jim Burns, and he wrote the book, Finding Joy in the Empty Nest. So that's going to kick off a series for us, which we're going to be going through his book on empty nesting. So we're excited about that. Yeah. I don't want to give it all away,
1: but... If you are becoming an empty nester or you've been an empty nester, Jim's book is going to tell you how to fall back in love with each other. So um, I was along with other things. And if you're a single parent, ideas that you can do to strengthen your faith, to strengthen your friendships with the same thing. I'm excited to have him on. And I would like to suggest to anyone If you want to follow along with us, go to Amazon or wherever you buy your books, Finding Joy in the Empty Nest with Dr. Jim Burns, and you can follow along as we go through a couple chapters after
0: the first episode. We'll be doing it ourselves. Yes, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it because I'm actually walking out that season right now. Yep. So looking forward to it. How about our wins? Let's go ahead and do that. Do you have a win you want to share or can I go first? Go first. Well, uh, I have a really quick win. You know, it's the beginning of the year and with that comes tax season, right? Yeah. Uh, I dread it. I don't know about you, Missy, but I dread that. Well, one of my children has already completed their tax return and received their tax return. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) that's pretty impressive in my book that's a win for me (laughs) how about you what's your win this week
1: two weeks ago my husband and I were able to have our three grandchildren that are all sibling and I was so excited because when my son and his wife um, they had owned a house for several years now and now they're selling it where we would take the kids it was all about mowing the two acres Uh, fixing the air conditioning, running the wires for the electrical or some kind of work to do. But now that they've moved bases and they live in a rental as they're selling their house, that weekend, my daughter-in-law said we were the best in-laws ever because we took the kids. So I like that part. But then (laughs) they went and found the best breakfast burritos in town. They went and found like an awesome restaurant to go out to eat together. And it sounds like they spent the whole weekend dating each other. So I was so excited that I got to enjoy the grandchildren and they got to enjoy each other. And that was a huge win that I see young families working on their marriage because
0: that's where it's at. Yep, definitely. Definitely. That's really a good win. So today we're going to talk about how to listen to parents of adult children and their needs and how to encourage them. And where to find strength from day to day. So let's get started, Missy. All right. What are some of the things that you think are good ways to listen to parents of adults' children's needs and encourage them? Well, I think
1: one, to hear with a non judgmental attitude. And instead of pointing out all the wrong they did in every situation and just attacking them or attacking their kids, some. Sometimes people are like, yeah, let's be mad at your adult kid. It's like sometimes a mom wants you to be on their side and, you know, pat their back. But sometimes they're like, I still love my kid. They're just making choices that are horrific for them and for me and for everyone around them. So I think listening with a non-judgmental attitude Mm -hmm. and understanding that when somebody shares, they might be feeling a lot of shame, you know, right. Because our kids are an extension of us. So if our kids are doing great, we feel great. And when our kids are hurting, we're hurting.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think though what goes along with that is trying to see all sides of the issue. Like you were yeah. talking about, not just jumping on the bandwagon and agreeing with the parent because of their kid doing the wrong thing. And even when the parent is like, yeah, my kid's just doing this horrible thing and they're dishonoring or whatever we want to try to help the parent also see the perspective of their child as well and and not just help other parents. Us ourselves, we should do that in our own situations. When we have issues with our kids, we should be able to say, okay, try to step back from the emotion of how it hurts or what is going on and see what the emotion or the, the motive of the adult child is what's going on in their life and why they are acting out or whatever it is that's happening what their their perspective is and when we do that we're able to get a clearer or fuller picture uh, and able to maybe give advice that is for the full situation and not just like you said a while ago and start attacking either the parent or the kid Um, yeah and Always try to give wisdom and not our opinion. I think that's probably a wise thing too. Because it's so easy just to give opinions. Everybody has an opinion, you know? Yeah. Uh, There's that saying, you know, opinions are like, never mind. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Well, I
1: took Jim Burns' book, and I'm not going to quote it exactly because I don't have it in front of me, but it said, maturity is when you don't feel like you have to comment on every single thing. And sometimes you're just literally listening to your friend. They're talking, mm-hmm. they're hurting, they're crying. And you don't have to say, yeah, your kid's a jerk. <laughs> but, um, that, it brings me to a verse that we didn't write down, uh, Proverbs 11, 17, your mm-hmm. own soul is nourished when you are kind. It is destroyed when you are cruel. Yeah. And you know, it's, we've said it before, like when a mother-in-law is like, yeah, your wife this and your husband that or, you know, my daughter-in-law, then when those two get back together again, you're out. Exactly. And so with your friends, other adult parents, or they may not be your friends, it may be co-workers or people you've met in public and they're talking about their their pain or what's going on with their adult child and their choices. And you jump on that. When they get back together with their adult kid, you'll be the last one to hear it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: That's so So, true. You won't be invited
1: to celebrate at all.
0: Right. Another verse that just popped into mind was uh, that proverb about harsh words stirring up anger. So you always want to be kind and make sure you're not just giving your opinion, stating something rudely or attacking. It just kind of reminds me of the book of Job, you know, how his friends came in after all this stuff happened. And it's like, well, what did you do? You know? And so you don't want to be like that. You just want to be there for them to help them and sit with them. Sometimes you don't even know what to say. There might be situations you've never faced before or, or just pain that is just so hard that you have no words to be able to speak into somebody's life. But being able to sit with them and grieve with them or, you know, research information with them or. Or find joy in the small thing.
1: Like I had a child who, who had a DUI that has completely affected everything in their life. But, you know, there were people that said, yeah, but at least they didn't, you know, they didn't get in a crash and hurt somebody and they didn't die and they weren't put in prison mm-hmm. you know there were some extenuating circumstances to some of their choices not not that everything has an excuse or a reason but in their case there are some things going on there some hurts but but it it was I was so glad for the people that said look up look up because God's yeah. doing something instead of wow your kid's Jerk, you know. Yeah, and I think
0: too that that's where we get our intro wins from is because we want to focus on what the good things that our kids are doing and see the bright side of the situation, the silver lining, or whatever you want to put it as. You want to stay positive because if you continually focus on the negative and the the bad stuff, that your heart can just just turn cold and. <laughs> You might not want to even care about anything anymore. So it's, well, it's it, a dangerous thing.
1: That first, the harsh word stir up anger and a soft word turns away wrath. I soft. mean, that's the thing. Yeah. We are building a future with our adult children. We're not trying to alienate them. We're not done loving them. <laughs> right. So if you wipe your hands and dust your feet, you it, yeah. it could be
0: a future you don't really want to live in, actually. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is that you want to pray with your friends, parents of adult children that have adult children as well, when they're going through situations or, you know, you and I do it all the time. We, we check in with each other. It's like, how's it going? What's going on? You give me situations. I give you situations. And we pray for each other and we pray for our children, each other's children. And then we see the fruit of it after when God answers prayers, you know, and it's and it's good. It talks about in James, it says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That is just such an inspiring scripture to me, and something that says that it's not just something to give us like um, false hope, but that it it availeth much. You know what I mean? Yeah, it actually
1: accomplishes uh, exactly. I would say availeth is like. It actually gives birth. It accomplishes what you set out to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so good. So prayer is definitely key. And and I think throughout life, it's, it's key, not even just for praying for your adult children or people, friends or whatever. It's everything. Prayer is key. The next thing we wanted to talk about is day-to-day strength and where to get it. This is something that I've kind of been learning new things and new ways to get fresh and greater strength day to day because of the situation and the move and all that it's just a whole different life it seems like a whole different routine so when that happens it's like okay what i used to count on is not there now so what do i do to replace it to gain that strength you know one very important thing is throughout even when i was back in california is you have to take time with God to recalibrate yourself through prayer and meditation on his word. The word says in Proverbs that you need to keep your heart with all diligence for, for from it flow the springs of life. And in Romans twelve two, it says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So when we take time to meditate upon his word and dig into his word and just spend time alone with him in prayer and just just alone time with him our minds get reset it seems like from all the things we're doing all the struggles we're facing all the fun things we have planned all the not not so fun things we have planned we can take that time and just kind of recalibrate and say okay well this is the focus this is the main thing so let's get right in our mind so that we can be able to face the rest of the day with confidence and with strength from God.
1: Yeah, it breaks my heart when I meet other believers that say things like, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to move forward after this, or I I don't want to live if this is what it's gonna be. And it's like, we have to put our faith in a God that is bigger than our circumstances. And I have had those days where I could not sleep mm-hmm. and I didn't want to eat a bite. Like I, everything right. hurt in my heart. Um, Sure. I've had them for lots of reasons, but when it's a kid pain, it's just, I don't know. It's like a cancer. I can't get it out of my mind. But when people act like prayer is last resort, I guess then we just need to pray. I mean, there's nothing left. What yeah. are you talking about? There's nothing Like, get on your knees first and then face your problems. Like you do not have a sword big enough to fight the spiritual battles that are coming against you, your kids, your grandkids, your husband, your wife, you don't have it in you. And so when prayer and fasting and meditation is, is your last resort, you are literally falling on your own sword first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know what though, I was thinking about that, you know, it's, Like you say, we do all have those days where we're like, oh, I can't do this. This is the worst. And there's no there's no condemnation in that, because if you open up the Bible to the book of Psalms, you can read the very same thing all throughout that. So if you're having those kind of days, just open up the book of Psalms, because it'll start out with some of the Psalms of David are like, oh, God, I'm perishing. I don't know what I'm going to do. All my enemies are going to kill me and all this stuff. But then he says, but then I remember what the Lord has done for me. Right. So that's the key is is you can God's okay with you saying, oh, no, God, what's happening? My my world is falling apart. But then you got to remember he'll bring that to mind. But don't you remember the last time your world was falling apart. Don't you remember the last time your kid was going astray? What happened then? If I could have done it then, I can do it now. You know, I met this lady the other day and I'm praying and I've asked her and she's praying as well about having her as a guest on here because she's mental health focused. She lost her son to murder to an undiagnosed schizophrenic and so now she's full force in the mental health tree, and she's trying to get this system this restructured of how things work and things like that. But she was telling me her testimony about when she got saved and when she met the Lord and they told her, they prayed over her and they said, anything you ask in the name of the Lord, if it is in his will, he will give it to you. And she was brand new first day saved. She's like, oh, I lost my dog recently. So I'm praying that God will give me my dog back. And so she prayed this prayer and she's believing and she's like, I want to get my dog back today. So she drove to the pound with her little baby. I think it was like three or four or something. And he was in a, not a car seat, but back then it was like in the early, late seventies, early eighties. I don't remember. And he was just in a carrier. And so she had him on the seat. And so she's driving, she goes to the dog pound, gets down, and they go in and they look. And nope, the dog wasn't there. So she's just like, What? She said, I thought I was going to find my dog today. So she was really disheartened. She's driving away. And all of a sudden, she sees this big giant pothole and then this other vehicle coming on the other lane. So she couldn't move that way. And she's like, Oh no, what am I going to do? So Instead of hitting the pothole and her baby bouncing out of his carrier, she decided to take a sharp right into this neighborhood, which was um the houses had gates on them, and so she was trying to find a place to make a u- turn and she couldn't so she said she made several turns right, left right, left, and then all of a sudden there was this one gate that was open, she said, "Okay, I'll turn in there and I'll make a u turn and back up so she turned in and she's just like stopped and she's like. Oh, She's disappointed. She remembers, I haven't found my dog. I'm so sad. And all of a sudden, her little baby says, Mommy, there's, I think it was Chester. I can't remember the name. There's (laughs) Chester. And she looks over to the right. And in the middle of that yard, there's the dog with the, she said he had a, a bandana around his neck. She didn't have a collar for him because she just put him in a bandana. And it's a big sheepdog. And she looks over and she sees him and she's like amazed. She gets out of the car and knocks on the door and she tells them, this is my dog. And they're like, oh, ever since we've been, we found him, we've been praying for you. <laughs> and so can you believe? I'm like, that's the kind of thing that our God does. You know what I mean? Yeah. So ever since then, she's like, you're the God that gave me my dog back. So for every other issue she had, he brought that back to her mind. And she would say, you are the God that gave my dog back. And then the next issue was her son was really sick and it was a miraculous healing. Hmm. I, uh, it's a long story, so I'll share that next time. But she says, you're the God that gave that, my dog back. You're the God that healed my son. So, you know, and it's continuing and it's just amazing. She's just got a wealth of information. So I'm praying that she will feel like the Lord led the, to be on here so we can share some information with our listeners as well. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say that we got to remember, it's okay to to say why and question, but always remember that what he's done before, he can do it again. And, and he will, as yeah. long as we trust it, you know. The next thing on there is self-care, um, health, as well as beauty and hygiene. And life's not over yet, just because we're empty nesters, and our kids are all adults. So yeah. let's keep ourselves looking alive, you know. <laughs> um, some of the scriptures that I, I found, let's see, the first one is in Corinthians, First Corinthians. It says, Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and you are that temple. So God wants you to take care of yourself. It's not selfish to take care of yourself to have self-care. Um, sometimes people feel like, "Oh no, you know, I think I'm one of them. I lean towards that, like put everybody else first, and then I just yeah. forget about myself." And I think we've talked before about the the airline stewardesses and how they tell you to put the mask over your own face before you put the mask over your child's face. It's not because it's not a selfish thing. It's an unselfish thing because you want to take care of yourself, maybe make sure you're able to take care of your child. So that's the reasoning behind it. It's not anything selfish or self-motivated.
1: Parents who have adult children who have disabilities and mm-hmm. they, from the moment that child's born, they're like, if, if my child outlives me, who will take care of them? That's just mm-hmm. running through their minds at all times. Yeah. And so if they don't take care of their health, or they don't take care of relationships that nourish them, and ultimately their relationship with God, then they will not be able to give their child, you know, what they need in that time. So that's, you know, kind of on the other end, but it it is true for
0: parents who are parenting, you know, adults with disabilities or children with disabilities. That is true. That is so true. There's another verse that kind of shows that jesus understood burnout It's mark six thirty one, and he said to them come away by yourselves to desolate place and rest for a while for many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat so jesus knows what it feels like to be burnt out he recommended rest as well hmm. and taking care of ourselves what is the next thing missy
1: relationships with others, consistent fellowship with friends individually or in groups, small group, discipleship group, mentoring groups, all of that will help feed your soul and help feed your love, fill you up because you'll give and they'll give and then everybody will share. And I think going back to those days where people just can't face their life, if you have one friend that you're like, look, I need to just tell you all my hurts right now and I need you to cheer me on. If we could say that, then that person's gonna know what their role is. Okay, when she's done talking, I'm gonna remind her of all of God's love for her, him, and and remind them that God's got this. I think that's it, is finding consistent friendships and
0: love in your life that you can count on them giving you God's faith. Yeah, and I like the scripture you found for this. It's Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And you know, a lot of people use this as uh you ha- can't miss church or you can't you should go to church. But I think it's just an a general advice in meeting together and, and not isolating ourselves as well. Because sometimes if we're human, sometimes we need to get away from people. And then we might just, especially with all of today's technology, we could just be focused on internet or Netflix or any of the other uh, streaming services. And we could just tune the world out and tune people out. And that's a dangerous place to be. I don't think this is just talking about going to church. It's also talking about spending time in relationship with other people. Yeah,
1: that's why, you know, I've been seeking a small group, a couple small group, because my husband goes to like a men's discipleship group. And I'm like, no, we need Mm -hmm. friends. We need friends. All our friends live too far away, like uh, Asha and her husband. And so (laughs) we need people who want to go see, you know, Toby Mac in concert or want to go try a new restaurant because otherwise it's just him and me and him and me. And I always say, I say this to my parents. I'm like, nobody can be with their own thoughts 24 hours a day. That's why we have radio, TV, internet, Instagram, whatever, Spotify. So why in the world could you be with your own spouse 24 hours a day without finding other friendships, you know, mm-hmm. that grow you and challenge you? We need to get beyond
0: ourselves cuz we will drive ourselves crazy. Right? It's interesting to me that Hebrews it talks about not just meeting together but for the purpose of encouraging one another because he knew that people are discouraged and they need encouragement from one another from somebody. So His advice to us is just meet together, continue to encourage each other, continue to just draw nearer to each other because the days are short. Yep. Well,
1: Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10 says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their hard work. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. And I think that's a big part of it is when you have friends, I have friends that I just call them. I'm like, everything hurts today. I just need prayer and they
0: jump on it right away. And I love that. Mm
1: -hmm. It's better than any bottle of Tylenol that I could take.
0: That's true. That is so true. I know that I have that same experience with you when I call and you pray. And yeah, it's good to know that somebody else is out there rooting for me and for, for the things that I'm going through and trying to seek God and say, Daddy, help my sister, you know, because yeah. she is struggling right now. So it's really good to do that. The last one that I think we we can do to find strength day to day is to get to know yourself and what your gifts are. And what do you like to do? And do you have a passion? Because sometimes at our age, we have been focused completely on our kids. And then as soon as they're gone, we're like, oh, now what? So this is something that you should do even before you're empty nesting if you can. But, you know, sometimes you can't and you're just like at the end, you're like, oh, like right now I'm like, OK, where do I go now? What do I do? So a couple of ways to do that. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the the scripture. It's Ecclesiastes eight fifteen, And I commend joy for man has nothing better under the sun but to eat and drink and be joyful. For this will go with him in his toil through the days of his life that God has given him under the sun. So this to me says, you're going to have all this toil. So enjoy yourself while you're doing that. Don't just work, 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 work. Go ahead and take some time for you to enjoy life and to figure out what you enjoy and and do it. Um, Ways to do it are to cultivate our intellect learn something new or research a topic, take a class or read a book? Um, Well, on my desk, I have this little
1: loom. It's like for weaving, but it's for weaving beads into like for jewelry, like you can make necklaces or earrings or bracelets. And I just have it on my side, side of my desk. And today my, my broker was like, are you going to make some jewelry here? And I said, yeah, on my lunch break when I'm stressed out and my brain is tired, I'm going to make some jewelry here. So, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Sometimes you just have to love yourself a moment. Just literally take a breath
0: and do something you love and do it because you love you. Yeah, exactly. And a couple of years ago, it was it last year? Last year. You gave me a loom for my birthday and some yarn and you got me into that crocheting stuff so now i love crocheting and it it's such a good way to release that tension it's it's just like mellowing you know what i mean it yeah. makes you feel relaxed and so it's a good way to release that tension and that's a good way to take care of yourself self care is that kind of thing uh, cultivate creativity was the second one i was going to say which is that what we're doing right I've taken up painting and yeah. I've taken up that crocheting and yep. you, I know you do um, of course the loom jewelry making and different things like that. And you do tapestry weaving. So that is just some stuff that they can help us to know what we love and enjoy our lives more and even create things because we are created in the image of God. And so then that means we must be creative as well. Right. In different ways. Not everybody's creative in the same way, but um, all of us can be creative in in one way or another. So that's another way to find strength for day-to-day life, I believe. Yep, absolutely. If you guys out there have any other thoughts about this, we would really love to hear from you. So we hope you would reach out to us and share anything that you would like to hear and let us know if you are able to join us for the next series on empty nesting. And we just want to hear from you because we know there's people out there listening. At least that's what Spotify says, unless it's just our our kids playing it like 150 times or something. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so awesome if they were helping us out like that.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, but we love it that people in other countries are listening. We have moms, we have dads, we have women and men and, you know, people of different ages. We love that. So let me close in prayer. Father God, we just thank you that you bring to mind that we can't do this life alone. And first we point our eyes to you because you are the author and the finisher of our faith and you have all the answers. But here on earth, God, let us be the hands and feet for each other that we would run to care for each other and that we would love each other with all our hearts and that we would listen with compassion and not judgment. And Lord, sometimes that listening is because there's a fantastic win and sometimes it's because there's so much pain. But no matter what, we trust that you're in it and we love you and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Asha and I have known each other for many, many years, and we both count each other as friends that we can depend on. And we're here for you as we go through these topics, but we encourage you to find friends that are local to you or that you can count on even across the airwaves of your cell phone or online because you've got this, Mama.